Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the podcast. We actually have a decent NBA slate today. Gasp, hold your breath. What? Wasn't planning on doing a video today. Wasn't planning on doing a video tomorrow for the NBA. Wasn't getting all wacky and stuff like that. Yesterday, the news wasn't as crazy as I expected. And today, even though there's seven games, I thought we would get a seven-game slate where it's going to be chaos starting at noon and then one and then three. And it's pretty good if you want to watch basketball all day. But uh, I don't want to be dealing with that, right? All this chaos and all these G-leaguers I got to be worrying about. But now we get a five-game slate that starts at four. And on the five games, there's like half of these games, if not more than that, where the games actually matter for the teams. Even the Spurs, who are technically still alive if teams in front of them lose. I mean, you have the Spurs, you have Portland, you have Memphis, you have Phoenix, all these teams actually playing for a potential spot at the play in game in the Western Conference. So those four teams alone are going to have motivation to actually play their players all their minutes. There's other teams in there who have just naturally, I guess, been playing their players all their minutes. You look at guys, if they start at least, you look at teams like the Dallas Mavericks going into overtimes and still throwing Luke out there, going into double overtimes and still throwing Luke out there for 35 to 40 minutes. So it looks like we get at least one more day of some stable. It's like that little end table that's kind of wobbling when you're eating at it somewhat stable you know it's going to go at some point but it's it's okay for right now for this one meal it's still good right now looks like we're going to get that today in the nba so i'm excited welcome to the channel if you're brand new here my name is sal vetri i cover fantasy sports and nba pga and the big old ruski nfl that's starting up in three weeks if i could have you and if you like one of my previous videos if, you, if you've seen any of them or if this is your first time sometime during this video if you like it hit that like button and actually show me that you like it and the big old subscribe button that just popped up on the screen really does help this channel grow i will preface everything that's going to be said in this video with that i'm recording this at 6 a.m. There's going to be news today. I would not be shocked. Giannis is suspended today. We'll get into that. I would not be shocked if the Bucks just sit every single one of their starters. And if they don't sit them, I would not be shocked if they just play Middleton and Bledsoe for like 20 minutes today, right? There's no reason for the Bucks to be playing in this game today, their last game of the regular season. There's no reason for them to put anything on the line when the game just does not matter. And their players have had about five to six real games to actually get their legs up under them, if not more for some of the players. So teams like that might just be letting everybody already sit, right? We already have news that some teams are already doing that. Once again, New Orleans is doing that. Makes sense. There's no reason for them to even be in the bubble anymore. Orlando is actually beaten up. We'll get into some of that news. Utah, once again, sitting some of their studs and potentially even more as the day goes on. You're always going to have to keep up with the injury news, but at least it's not very early in the morning, especially if you're in the West Coast. 9 a.m. start for the games today over there. That's a little bit brutal. Now it's at 4 p.m. East Coast time, 1 p.m. on the West Coast. It's a little bit easier to manage this five game slate. I'm pretty excited for it. Big prize pools as always. So, what we're going to do as we always do here injury and status dashboard. We'll take a look at the target offense sheet where there's only one Vegas total app, but we can look at all the pace and some of the matchups by position. You get all that stuff. You can screenshot if you want and get it all on Patreon as well, where my projections will be updated as the day goes on. I've not yet done them today, but they'll be updated as the day goes on throughout the news and whatever else comes out later today. And then the early interest. And again, the early interest when we get there are just some interest, right? It's nothing. Every, it's not everything at this point in the day. The projections aren't done and they're going to be, I can't list you 50 guys every single day. I was going to say golfers because the golf's about to start in 20 minutes. Can't list you 50 basketball to 60 basketball players every single day because we'd be here for an hour and a half. But starting off with the injury and status dashboard, that is always brought to you by and every single day I see more people talking about super draft in the discord very exciting if you want to get into the discord sign up for patreon there's a free version for the nfl only but check all that stuff out it's linked down below but through super draft promo code sal sal they just added something they emailed me yesterday this is big news because you guys are signing up you're having fun over there so they want to support my viewers and my supporters even more you get the 10 free dollar ruskies upon this deposit as you normally do now you 
get a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. I believe it only used to be up to $100. 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. So this is a site where contests aren't filling, where somebody just said it in the Discord this morning. If you know how to find the value plays in NBA, which I do projections for it for the NBA, so you can check that out. And we're going to have projections for it for the NBA or the WPGA coming soon for golf. So be sure to check that out. You have the projections if you're a patron. You should be playing. Now you can get a 100% deposit or 50% deposit match up to $1,000. You're putting in $400. You just want to have money in there. Start a bankroll. Even if it's $100, you're getting an extra $50 back and the $10 they give you. So even if you made an account, I don't know if there's anything around making another account and just taking advantage of the bonuses. I don't know what that's all about. Um, the privacy rules there. But either way, be sure to check that out. Promo code SAL, S-A-L. You get yourself a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 just for these viewers with that promo code and then $10 Ruskies upon deposit. So be sure to check all that out. The multiplier format. I got projections for it linked down below as well if you need some help there. So this is the injury news that we have as of right now of my recording of this. Now, obviously, there were some players that might have not have played on the front end of a back-to-back or that we don't expect them to play just because there's nothing to play for, like a lot of these Milwaukee guys and some other teams out there as well. Some of the Orlando guys as well, you might not really expect. There are a lot of them are sitting for injury reasons, but maybe you get Vooch sitting out, Augustine or Fultz, something like that. We'll know later in the day. There's an 11 a.m. injury report that teams have to report in, so we'll see some more news around then. But for Brooklyn, some guys who really, it's not going to matter too much for Donta Hall today since they're saying that Jared Allen's going to play. They're saying that Karis Levert and Joe Harris and these guys who have sat out two games in the bubble, they're saying they're going to play today. So it's not going to really matter for Hall, even if he misses. He's questionable with an ankle. If he was to miss, Kurus would get a little bit more run. Maybe they push Jared Allen an extra minute or two. I'm not sure how much interest they have in doing in that anyways. Chris Chioza being questionable is actually important. Chioza, even when all the guys are healthy, is still playing 20 plus minutes. So if you do have no Chioza today, you might see a lot more of Jeremiah Martin, who we hyped up in the last video. Man, he could not have helped us out anymore. Jeremiah Martin was able to see 27 minutes in that last game when he normally plays about 18 or so minutes a game. So maybe you get another 24, 25 out of him if Chioza's off the court. This is a guy who's been over a 1.5 fantasy point per minute producer in the bubble so far. He's been an absolute beast. He took 15 shots in the last game. He's not going to take that many shots with Levert back out there and Harris. But again, a guy who's been very productive over a fantasy point per minute at the very most cautious ways for him out there. Played 27 minutes in the last game, went for 37 and a half fantasy points. That's somebody who would get a bump if you saw Chioza out. You'd also see Tyler Johnson getting a bump. Jamal Crawford's still going to remain out. So those are the main guys I would see a little bit of a bump up. Maybe even Garrett Temple, who I would already expect to take back into the rotation and get his normal if they're going to play their starters to full run 25, 26 minutes in this one. Heading into Dallas now, a couple injury news pieces here for Dallas. You're going to have Christoph Porzingis coming in as questionable. I'm just going to expect them to sit him. They've been cautious with him all year long. They've sat him once in this bubble. I would not be shocked if they sit Luca today because, look, there's been no news on Luca sitting yet. Uh, if anything, they're saying that he yeah, they lean towards him playing by not putting him on the first injury report where they put Christoph as questionable with a heel, where they put Seth Curry as questionable with a leg. If indeed Seth Curry was to miss, you see more minutes for guys like DeLon Wright, for JJ Barea primarily is probably where those minutes come from. Maybe some more Trey Burke minutes, although he's usually the primary backup to Luca Dantich. They have played alongside each other a decent amount though so those three guards and if you saw no Christoph Porzingis today it becomes Dorian Finney-Smith a little bit more time out there instead of at the three at the four Maxi Kleber picks up some center minutes and he gets some run at the four as well and then maybe even get some Boban out there if Luca and Porzingis are out well then Boban becomes a similar play to as he was a couple days ago where if he starts you expect 20 plus minutes he got 25 in the last game and he scored 40 fantasy points because that's just what Boban does 20 real life points and nine rebounds in 25 minutes of play 40 DK points so keep an eye on Porzingis if Boban was to start with Luca starting it does get a little bit sketchy because Luca is a really good rebounding guard so I would not expect and he's the best rebounder on his team I would not expect Boban's rebounds to be at nine at that point and maybe it's only at like four and if that's the case it's not as appealing especially if Luca's out there as a guy with a 40 percent usage rate taking a lot of usage and point opportunities away from Boban there's a chance that Boban can start play like 14 minutes and just be an absolute dud for you out there again he's only 3,500 so keep an eye on this I'd have interest in Boban only if probably Porzingis and Luca 
were out, but it depends on what the starting lineup looks like. From Milwaukee, we go. Giannis got a headbutt, I believe, on Mo Wagner in the last game from Washington, so he's going to be suspended. I don't expect him to play in this game anyway. So if you think that Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe are actually going to go out there and play, let's just call it uh, for Bledsoe 25 to 26 minutes, for Middleton 30 to 33 minutes, well, then yeah, play them. I don't have that confidence, so I'm probably not going to go there. Frank Mason, the third's price is up into the 4K range now, so it's even harder to really like a lot of Milwaukee who they usually just spread the minutes around when they sit all the studs for the most part. So not sure how much of Milwaukee I'm going to be getting to today. They're facing a team in Memphis that actually has something to play for, trying to make the playoffs right now in the play-in game uh, in the Western Conference. New Orleans, they're resting all their studs again. If we go back and look at what happened the last time they rested their three studs, they actually let Lonzo play, and he closed out the game. Lonzo played a little bit over 29 minutes, right around 29.1 minutes in that last game. He was just playing a little bit of shorter rotations. He didn't get into any foul trouble. He started the game off by playing nine and a half minutes. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans went on a little bit of a run, so he only played five minutes, five and a half minutes in the second quarter. Normally, he probably plays about seven minutes there, played seven minutes to start the third, and then to close out the third, he played about six and a half minutes. So Lonzo was pretty close to full run. He didn't quite get there at like a 33 minutes, but 30 minutes or so, lost about a minute or two in the second because New Orleans bench was on a run. So if you think Lonzo, again, gets 32 minutes today, $7,200, that's nothing to play for. He does have triple-double upside though, so he could just close out the season with a bang. I think Lonzo's at least interesting today, not a primary option, but if I'm playing 50 guys today, let's just say in 150 max, he's probably a piece that I get to, but I like the other guys a lot better on this team. We'll get to them at the early interest, but just to close it out, Josh Hart is also questionable. So Ingram, Williamson, and Holiday are out. Josh Hart is also questionable. Hart did play 30 minutes in the last game. Looks pretty good. We didn't get to see any JJ Redick in the last game. So they didn't even play him with any of the time actually going out there. You didn't get to see anything from Derek Favors. So even though those guys weren't ruled out, they didn't play. Uh, so that's nothing that I was a little bit surprised by, but I guess it's not a crazy surprise. So if Josh Hart is out today, you're going to have to see probably close to, I don't know, 28 to 30 plus minutes out of Nikhil Alexander Walker out of Frank Jackson, guys who in this last game played a decent amount of minutes, right around 26 minutes a piece. Alexander Walker, 25, Frank Jackson. So 25 minutes a piece. You saw Okafor go out there for 26 minutes. All these guys are going to have to just be interesting. Jackson Hayes started the game. I think he played somewhere around 22 minutes. So a lot of my interest is going to come from this specific team. Even Nicola Melli, who stunk, he shot, I think, one of nine or one of 10 from the field. He played 25 minutes starting at the power forward position. So a lot of these guys, especially if Josh Hart is out, are going to have to look appealing. Maybe you don't go to Lonzo because he's priced up and his minutes are probably the least stable out of anything, but you can probably get yourself 25 plus minutes out of Nicola Melli. You're probably going to then be looking at somewhere around 20 plus minutes for Jackson Hayes, 20 plus minutes for Julia Locafor, if not more. Nikhil Alexander Walker and Frank Jackson, the primary guards would be in this game at that point, are probably going to push towards 30 minutes apiece. And the beautiful thing is, outside of Lonzo, pretty much everybody on this team is in like the 3K range or the 4K range. So you're going to want to get a lot of New Orleans today. Just keep an eye on what happens with Josh Hart because that actually is important news. If Hart plays, and if he plays like he did last game, 30 minutes or so, even if they take his minutes down to 28, it is going to impact a lot of these guys. If he's out, it's just opening up the floodgates for pretty much everybody in the rotation at that point that was playing in the last game to see 20 plus minutes and push towards 30 in some cases. Orlando, no Evan Fournier. He's out with an illness. Aaron Gordon is still injured with a hamstring. This team, hopefully they're actually healthy. All right, but by the time the playoffs start in less than a week, and this isn't just like they're being precautionary. These guys can play once the playoffs start. Michael Carter-Williams out with a foot. You know, Isaac is already out. So, I mean, the main stud for this team is Vooch at $9,100. It was pretty close to a blowout at halftime of the last game. They were down by like 17, but they went on a 9-0 run to start out the third quarter. And then they end up pulling Vooch at the end of that 9-0 run. And then the Magic go on a 13th of four run to pull it even closer heading to, into the fourth quarter where they end up losing to the Brooklyn Nets but Vooch really didn't play a ton of minutes in that game uh, maybe the blowout was an indication of why he didn't play a lot of minutes played 21 minutes in about two and a half quarters of play if he plays the whole game he's pushing towards his normal 33 and he scored 29.5 fantasy points in that time in a good matchup so I'm not going to be going for $9,000 Vooch today just because the minutes are insecure there is a chance that this game is just an absolute disgusting game with New Orleans not playing anybody Orlando can come out 
and play Vooch for just 25 minutes, very short spurts as the playoffs are approaching in their next game. I think that Fultz, who got into a little bit of foul trouble, DJ Augustine, are somewhat interesting. Even they might not have a ton of interest in playing today or playing those players because they are primary members of this team. So Orlando's not that appealing. I don't really want to play Gary Clark. I don't want to play Wes Owandu. I don't want to play these guys. If you want to take some chances on uh, Markel Fultz at a $5,200 tag or DJ Augustine in the 4K range, I think that's fair since everybody else is already out. Just a matter of what the minutes look like. Those guys might be able to push to the upper 20s. They seem decent in my opinion. Bryn Forbes is out yet again. Nothing changes there. Sacramento actually, or San Antonio actually has something to play for today. I mean, Forbes being out is just going to continue to give Derek White decent run. DeJounte Murray decent run into the 30s. They have to win and the other teams in front of them have to lose for San Antonio to make the playoffs or make that play-in game. The teams being, I believe, Memphis and Phoenix today. So there still is a chance for San Antonio against Utah, who's sitting their players. So their opportunity to win becomes a lot easier today. The issue is that Milwaukee's probably going to sit players against Memphis. Then you have Phoenix in a game against, I believe, the Brooklyn Nets or Portland in a game against the Brooklyn Nets. They're probably going to win those. And then Phoenix, it comes down to if they're actually going to win their game. It looks like by the odds of who they're playing, it's likely going to be the case yet again. And then finally, in Utah, we have some guys sitting, Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley. Right now, Donovan Mitchell is expected to play. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure if he'll get full run. He has been getting full run in every game that he has played so far. So it could be interesting. Nothing really to play for, though. Uh, Manuel Moody, maybe some seeding stuff, but nothing for the most part in terms of the playoffs. Manuel Moody is questionable. He played a decent amount of minutes in the mid-20s in the last game. Uh, a lot of that had to do with other guys who were also out for this team, though. So I wouldn't expect that many minutes out of Moody, but he is $3,300. There is a chance Mitchell still gets ruled out. There is no Mike Conley. So I do think Moody still sees a bump today, maybe closer to 20, 22 minutes. If that's the case. It's at least worth it at this price point of $3,300, 1.9x multiplier over on Superdraft. Let's head into now as we do the target offense sheet and take a second of your time, like button, subscribe button, target offense sheet. We'll stop here for a quick little pit stop on the road to the early interest because uh, there's not a lot of Vegas odds here. You're getting a 123 overall team total right now for Portland. That's insane. It's a 237 game total. They're nine point favorites, 123 team total. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to like Damian Lillard. It's going to be hard not to like some appropriately priced guys on this team today. Carmelo Anthony, some other guys we'll talk about, maybe a Gary Trent. Uh, Nurtage is okay at 9,200, but not really getting there all that much. But in this matchup, it's going to look very, very good against Brooklyn. Lillard now hitting the 11K range. I think it's fine. The pace here is going to be pretty appealing. A 104.44 is tied for the second highest on the slate today. The matchups that are going to stand out, at least from Portland's side, really everything. Like I'm not going away from Damian Lillard against Chris Chioza and Karis LeVert if Chioza is even out there and Tyler Johnson. But the best matchup on the slate probably for the center position is either going to be Vooch against New Orleans, but the minutes are pretty unstable or Nurch against Brooklyn. And we could expect some decent minutes out of Nurch today because they need to win this game. So I think Portland is obviously appealing. The teams that have something to play for are obviously appealing today. You have Phoenix, obviously appealing. They're facing Dallas, who if they play Luka, it's actually going to be a game. If they're not, well, then it looks like Phoenix is actually going to win and they have to hope that Memphis loses against the Milwaukee team that might rest their starters as well. So it's actually going to be a pretty exciting day. Phoenix has something to play for. Memphis has something to play for. San Antonio and Portland have something to play for. The only game where there's nothing on the line is the final game on the slate in Orlando and New Orleans. And New Orleans has already told us we're going to run out all of our scrubs yet again today. And then we're going to let them play 25 plus minutes apiece. So have all the value in the world you want. You little DraftKings, DFS nerds out there, right? That's what they're telling us right now. So some pretty important games, at least on one side of the ball. So when you look up at some other spots, the Memphis and Milwaukee game. Now, if Milwaukee doesn't have all their studs out there, they might not push the pace as much, but this is going to be one of the highest pace games that we've seen in the bubble. A 108.74 possessions per team is what that pace metric runs out to in my model. That's very good. This is going to be a track meet at least. So John Morant's at $9,000. He actually has something to play for. He's been going off as of late, but it's really been just him. No Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas is not helping him. Dylan Brooks has been hot and cold. Brandon Clark off the bench has been meh. And for the most part in the bubble, if anything, Grayson Allen has been the second most productive player above expectations on this team outside of John Morant right now. And that's not even a dig at Grayson Allen. He's actually playing very well in the bubble, getting mid to upper 20s in minutes in some games, even if there is no foul trouble on a Dylan Brooks who normally gets into some foul trouble. So, or more frequently does. So Memphis players, yeah, I want to target them. It's just which one? 
Adams. Dylan Brooks at $5,500 seems okay, although he's very streaky. Brandon Clark seems fine for the price point if he's going to get his 26 to 28 minutes or closer to 26. And then obviously John Morant, you can go to at $9,000. You do need him to put the team on his back, but in this type of an atmosphere, winner go home. I expect him to do absolutely that. Phoenix, you're getting Booker continuing to just shoot the lights out. He's $9,800 now. He's up there with Lillard as the most productive players in this bubble. Oh, what about TJ Warren? All right, I get it. TJ Warren was injured though, missed a game. So a little bit of a knock against him. Uh, MPJ, I know he's been fine, but his minutes are coming down. If we're talking about guys who are just going out there playing 38, 40 minutes a night, uh, Booker and Lillard are just duking it out right now. Lillard seems to be taking the advantage when you go for 50 plus and then 60 plus in back-to-back games. But yeah, for Phoenix, I think DeAndre Ayton's a fair price point. The matchup against Dallas, especially if there's no Porzingis, gets even better. You're going to get Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber out there. That's nothing to be worried about. Maybe even some MKG, which would just be a dream and savory matchup for DeAndre Ayton. There's lots of pieces. You can take chances on McCall Bridges, who's, uh, he's going to get his minutes, 33, 34. It's just a matter of if he shoots uh, highly productive and efficient, his effective field goal rate, Cam Johnson, similar things. I'm probably going to lean more towards Ayton and Booker probably in that order. Get some pieces of Bridges and Johnson in spots just because I want pieces of guys who actually are going to be caring about the outcome of this game. Other than that, we can move on into the final game of the slate or the final thing that we're going to be covering on this slate, which is the early interest. Welcome to the early interest today. There's going to be a lot of things changing today. I appreciate you all being here. This early interest is sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. If you sign up for Monkey Knife Fight using the promo code SALNFL, S-A-L-N-F-L, they'll give you five free bucks. You can just play a prop today. Nothing included. No strings attached. You don't even have to deposit. But if you do deposit your $10 minimum, they'll give you an extra ticket to a future count. That's my supreme draft guide for the 2020 fantasy football season. 150 player profiles so far. Key stats, a bunch of different rankings and top 150s and tiers and a lot of different things you can go in there with. You get that included upon your first deposit at Monkey Night Fight. So be sure to check that out. If you are going to be playing in a fantasy football league this year, just for the, the minimum deposit of $10 over there, you get some money to bet with on Monkey Night Fight. You get an extra ticket. You get free $5. Then you also get the Supreme Draft Guide to help you out. You can print off some seats for your rankings, your top 150s, your tiers while you're drafting. Get a little bit educated as the season uh, approaches us in a couple of weeks. So thank you, Monkey Knife Fight, for sponsoring today's early interest. Let's get into them. So I want to be cautious with some of these teams like Brooklyn, where they're starting Karis LeVert, they're starting Jared Allen in a game that doesn't really matter. If anything, they're trying to play, play spoiler against Portland here, which I don't think is going to happen as nine-point underdogs. So when I have these guys on the early interest, just know that they're early interest. I'm trying to pick a couple of guys from each team today. These are just the guys I would go with from Brooklyn at this point. Jeremiah Martin is a more appealing if indeed Chris Chiosa is out at his price point. But other than that, unless we get news that Joe Harris and Karis LeVert or Jared Allen are going to be out or doubtful or one of them is out, there's not much on Brooklyn that really does stand out. Now, Karis LeVert is playing huge minutes, 34-35 as of late when he plays. There's nothing to play for today, but I wouldn't be shocked to just see Brooklyn roll these guys out there at this point. Same thing for Jared Allen, playing huge minutes and playing very productive minutes when he plays. Jared Allen's matchup against Nurchich is fine. Karis LeVert's matchup against Portland is very, very appealing today against the guards of Portland, especially when McCollum is dealing with some sort of broken or a hairline fracture in his back or whatever the actual diagnosis is. If I had to pick a player from Dallas, it would just be Luka today. If there is no Luka, it would likely be Boban if he starts with, if there is no Porzingis as well. Then he can start going around to some other guys and Trey Burke and some more value that opens up at that point. But for right now, if Luka plays, he'd be the guy that I want from Dallas if I had to pick one. He's playing big minutes when he plays. They don't care about if they've clinched a a playoff spot, if they're locked into the seven seed, whatever it might be. Getting into Memphis now, it has been pretty appealing what we're seeing out of Grayson Allen. He's only $4,300. It's not something that I really want to chase 100% and like get a bunch of shares of Grayson Allen at this point. But if you are looking for guys who are in a situation where they're being productive, 
productive in the bubble. Their team needs to win today, and they're getting more minutes as the games go on because of how they're being productive in this bubble. Grayson Allen fits that bill right now. Grayson Allen is averaging 0.8 fantasy points per minute, which if you're playing your 26 to 27 minutes, like he has been over the last week, week and a half at this point, yeah, it's going to look pretty decent when you're out there at $4,300, especially if you have any type of peak performance. 18% usage rate in the bubble. He's doing a lot of things decently. He's obviously primarily a shooter. The guy that you want the most of, of course, is going to be John Moran. A 1.15 fantasy point per minute producer in the bubble, 25% usage rate, a 39% assist percentage is very good to see. So $9,000 has something to play for. I prefer some other guys who have something to play for, but they're a little bit more expensive when we get to Devin Booker, when we get to Damian Lillard. So John Morant would be that next tier down. They've priced everybody up for what the motivation levels are right now on DraftKings, which is smart to do. Uh, Now you get into a range where, and I should touch on Brandon Clark, He's been decent in the bubble, 0.92 fantasy points per minute. That's been worse than he has been on the regular season, which is around like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer. He sees a decent amount of usage rate for like a big man at 17.5%. The rebounding rate is where you really spike off at 20.3%. That is only behind Jonas Valanciunas, who's a very good rebounder in his own right, just can't stay on the court. So I do think that at the price point of $5,200, if you continue to get these 25 to 26 minute performances, where he was normally getting 20 to 22 in the regular season, the point per minute production has come down, but that can surely go back up. And even if it doesn't, you're getting more minutes out of it in a match matchup that's probably going to face Marvin Williams and Ursan Ilyasova today, and primarily Marvin Williams for most of this game. I think it's a decent mid-range option at Brandon Clark. And then you could just list every single player on New Orleans who's going to be active today for the most part. I put Nicola Melli, started the last game, played 25 minutes, played very bad because yeah, he only shot one of 10, one of nine. It was nice to see this guy shoot 10 times. If he's going to do that yet again, I imagine he makes four or five of them and he's actually looking pretty decent out there at 3,900. Julio Okafor in the last game, he ends up coming out and playing a lot of minutes. Okafor off the bench plays 26 minutes, scores 21 points. Very good to see. Okafor is an extremely, extremely productive player. Now, Okafor, if Jackson Hayes plays really well, Jackson Hayes can play 25 minutes, 26, and Okafor only gets 20. But I do like Okafor at 3,400, especially if you see the fact that Okafor is starting. This is all assuming Derek Favors and JJ Redick don't play again, even if they're not listed out. But Okafor would look very good. Frank Jackson, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You don't see Alexander-Walker on here. I just didn't want to spell out his entire name. I'm lazy, so I'll just say it right now. I'm actually the complete opposite of lazy, but in that situation, I guess I was. But you get in here, Frank Jackson, who played 25 minutes, Nikhil Alexander- Walker would play 25 minutes. Neither of these guys started though. The starters were Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball at the guard positions. But if Josh Hart is out, one of those guys is going to have to crack the starting lineup. And if it's Alexander Walker, expect 30 minutes or so or more. If it's Frank Jackson, expect 30 plus minutes. Either way, off the bench, these guys are still going to have to play a lot of minutes because there's not many other guards on this team. I mean, the main guards on this team, if Josh Hart are out, are Lonzo Ball, whose minutes at most are probably going to be limited to around 30 like they were in the last game. Kill Alexander Walker and Frank Jackson. That's what they're going to have to do. They have small forward help and each one more. And then the rest of the guys are pretty much power forwards or centers from Nicola Melli, from Jackson Hayes, from Julia Okafor, Kendrick Williams, to an extent, a small forward power forward. So yes, I like every single thing out there today. And if Josh Hart is active, I like him at 4,600 to play around 28 to 32 minutes. If Josh Hart is inactive, well, then it gets even better. You got to get yourself a lot of Frank Jackson, a lot of Nikhil Alexander-Walker at that point. If I had to pick a guy from Orlando, I guess it would be Markel Fultz. You could also put DJ Augustine into this mix. There's just so much value from right now in New Orleans that I don't want to be touching the Gary Clarks and Wessel Wandus of the world who are not good players, who even if they get 25 to 26 minutes are not productive players on this Orlando team. So if you're going to get anything, Markel Fultz, DJ Augustine, their minutes are kind of shaky. I don't know if they play over 30 minutes today. I don't know if they play over 28 minutes today as they did in the, in the last game, although a blowout. So that's a little bit of the sketchy points. I probably don't have any of Orlando today and just get all the value from um, New Orleans today, get some of the value pieces from some of these other spots, but mainly New Orleans. Heading into Phoenix, we go right now, a team that actually has a lot to play for today. And the Phoenix Suns are looking very good in this bubble. And one of the guys, and one of the reasons why is because Devin Booker at 7-0 and is just going absolutely off and insane. He's playing at a 1.41 fantasy point per minute production in the bubble. You could probably expect 38 to 40 minutes out of him today. His usage 
usage rate is at 34%. His assist percentage is at 28.9% and 239. Bubble minutes, he's rebounding at a 14% clip. Yes, I do like Devin Booker. Dario Sarge is not somebody listed here, but interesting to keep an eye on him. He's rebounding at a 28.5% rate with a 22% usage rate. He's been playing very, very well in just 20 or 22 minutes of play as of late, but he's shooting the lights out. He's just making every single shot he takes as well as getting a ton of rebounds. So I expect that to come down a little bit, but if you want to ride it out in a meaningful game for them, I guess you can if you've been playing the hot hand right now. I'm fine going to DeAndre Ayton, who is struggling a little bit in the bubble, just a 1.06 fantasy point per minute producer, but a 24% rebounding rate. You also get him at a 21% usage rate, and you get a decent price point on DeAndre Ayton of $8,100 in a good matchup against Dallas. I mean, if Porzingis is in, I think it's still fine for him. If Porzingis is out, it's very good for him against Maxi Kleber and probably Dorian Finney-Smith at that point. So yes, I like Ayton probably the most when you factor in price. Like obviously Booker, I expect to score the most points on this team. You're going to give me 38 to 40 minutes of Booker as like a 1.35, 1.4 fantasy point per minute producer. Yeah, he's probably going to score around 50 plus fantasy points. But now he's priced at the spot where he, if he scores 50, he's just hitting value for you. So he has to be scoring those 60 point games. And I'm not saying he's not going to today. That's why I have interest in him. But it's just easier for Aiton to get there with his 50 point performances and really pay off for you at $1,700 less. To Portland we go. I like Damian Lillard, 11,200. You should. I prefer Damian Lillard over Luka because Damian Lillard has something to play for. And Damian Lillard, when he has something to play for, as you've seen over the last week, is an absolute monster. I'm not saying 50 fantasy points or, or 50 real points or 60 real points is coming, but I'm telling you right now, Damian Lillard is going to play 40 to 42 minutes, if not more today. CJ McCollum is dealing with an injury, so it's even more on the shoulders of Damian Lillard. He doesn't even have to shoot a good percentage for him to go off today because he's probably going to take 30 shots or somewhere around there. But yes, it's all narrative at this point because it actually matters. There's not a guy in the bubble who wants to be in the playoffs more at this point in the time right now who has not clinched than probably Damian Lillard. You could say Booker is pretty close, John Moran's pretty close, but Damian Lillard is going out there and showing it by literally scoring 50 plus and 60 plus points. Damian Lillard's point per minute production in the bubble in 289 minutes, 1.52 fantasy points per minute. So not only is it fantastic that he's seeing that type of usage, which is very similar to usage that you're seeing out of LeBron James, that you're seeing out of Anthony Davis, it's higher than that. It's getting close to what the usage rate is for James Harden on the season or the overall fantasy point per minute, like a 1.6 guy. So I mean, just one and a half fantasy points per minute for the guy who's going to see about 40 minutes today, right there that projects out for 60 fantasy points, not even taking into account what should be a decent matchup for him, not even taking into account if he goes over his fantasy point per minute production in the bubble so far. So yes, he's going to look very good today. In like worst case scenario, if he scores you 50 or 55 fantasy points, he's still paying off that salary. I prefer Lillard over Luka, which is not something I've ever said just because of the environment that they're in. But I'm fine if you can somehow build a lineup with both with a lot of these New Orleans values. Seems pretty decent, but you might want to stick to, and I think a lot of people are going to stick to the lineups of Lillard and a Booker or Lillard and a a John Morant, guys who actually have something to play for. Carmelo Anthony is a very good option. Carmelo Anthony, a 0.91 fantasy point per minute producer in the bubble, has been playing very well. 44 fantasy points, I believe, in the last game. Playing very well as of late. Just $6,300 against Brooklyn. A very good matchup for him at this point. 20% usage in the bubble. 20% 20 or 19% rebounding rate. Seems decent. DeJounte Murray, he's the guy from the Spurs that I would probably lean towards. I like the price point of $6,500 compared to $8,000 plus for a guy in DeMar DeRozan. They do have something to play for. So I'll take DeJounte Murray shares today. DeJounte Murray, again, when there is no Marcus Aldridge on the court, is a very, very strong fantasy point per minute producer. On the season alone, he's a 0.97 fantasy point per minute producer, but he becomes a 1.1 plus fantasy point per minute producer when there is no Marcus Aldridge on the court. I want to get to some of, and we had him in the last game. Again, a guy who went off and helped us, Keldon Johnson. He's been fantastic for them. They love this kid's talent. I want to get to some of him, but continuously we see Lonnie Walker getting 30 minutes. Johnson continuously getting 25 or 26. He just picked up a lot of stocks in the last game. He shot very well in the last game, Kelton Johnson, and now he's priced above Lonnie Walker. He's a better producer than Lonnie Walker at this point. You have right now Kelton Johnson seeing 0.96 fantasy points per minute in 178 minutes, and Lonnie Walker seeing just 0.72 in 187 minutes. So a much better producer than Lonnie Walker at this point. So I do have Lonnie Walker at this list at $4,500. Kelton Johnson is more expensive now, but you could also play Kelton Johnson today, and 
I'd be fine with that. Again, these guys have something to play for against a Utah team that is just sitting players at this point. And then from Utah, I don't really feel comfortable going to Donovan Mitchell. If you're going to be in that price range, that's where I'd rather go to DeMar DeRozan, something to play for. And just in general, I'd rather be getting to DeMar DeRozan on the opposite side of this game over Donovan Mitchell at their price points. But Emmanuel Moutier at $3,300 is somebody I would go to here. Again, if you're going to get 20 minutes out of him, that's fine. And you only get a potential for more. No Mike Conley yet again, obviously no Bolyan this entire bubble. So lots of minutes to go around for him there. Jordan Clarkson will factor in some. You still have Joe Ingles out there factoring in some. But if Donovan Mitchell was to even miss, that's where you get Moutier going closer to 30 minutes and being a very good option at $3,300. Thank you for tuning into this video. If you're still here, please do take a second like button for me big old subscribe button pops up. And thank you to our sponsor, Superdraft. Again, the promo code SAL, S-A-L, gets you 10 free dollars. And also now, brand new as of today for only my users, 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000 Ruski. So if you're going to go in there today and put 50 bucks in, you get an extra $10 for free. So there's 60. And then you get 50% on that 50 you put in. So now you got another 25. So bam, you just got yourself $85 for a $50 investment in a very nice, fun format to play. You can use my projections over on Patreon for DraftKings or Superdraft as well to get an edge. All my interest will be updated as the slate locks and my projections come out later on today four o'clock is when the game start expect projections today maybe around noon or so got to get a haircut come back do the projections so appreciate you all in advance thank you so much for being here reach out to me on twitter or follow me over there at salvage dfs with any questions if you'd like updates on some things as well over there thank you so much and i'll see you all in the next one